Welcome to the Healing Hour. I am your host, Athena Rodriguez, and we'll be having some healing conversations. everyone welcome to today's episode of the healing hour today we have our guest timeless yes ma'am how you doing great so tell us a little bit about who you are what you got going on uh yeah my name is uh floyd timeless and uh came to houston from chicago and i have a um uh entertainment company called neb network um we specialize in well, one of the compartments that kind of took off is we specialize in influencer management uh, the largest in the world. Shout out to Ev, uh, my partner, Ebony Tesla, uh, <laughs> my president. And uh, yeah, I, you know, do a little bit of everything. Came from the music industry, um, 40 time billboard charting producer and writer. And, uh, you know, I got real estate, you know, some cattle, oil, like all kinds of stuff. You know, I'm just a hustler. Okay, I know that's right. Yeah. Yes, so you're new to Houston. New-ish, like, I had to say, like, I'm new-ish. Right, right. You know, not, I'm I'm not comfortable enough in Houston to be called a Houstonian, but, um, I mean, you live here, you've been living here for a couple years, so. Yeah. um, You said you moved here from Chicago. What was something that pivoted you to come over here and move here? Um, well, you know, Houston is, I've always looked at it as, like, one of them cities that you can just, if you already a hustler, you can really do some amazing things here. And it just so happened that um, my biggest client, only client at the time, um, Prince family, they, they moved here and, you know, I was back and forth all the time, like helping them out and stuff like that with their social media branding. And it just made sense. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my kids end up moving here. So it's kind of like an organic thing, you know, but I've always wanted to move to Houston or at least have something in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just worked out, man. Houston is, you know, diverse and, you know, it's a lot of money here and a lot of opportunity and a lot of, you know, good people here. You know what I'm saying? That I feel like you can, you know, tap into if you're serious. Right. Okay. Yeah. One time for H-Town. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I feel like Houston has this, like, dynamic where it's, like, a little bit like Atlanta. Where it's Correct. Where it's kind of like the promised land for entrepreneurs. I like. Agree. Which is definitely true. Like, Houston yeah. and Atlanta are definitely places where, especially black entrepreneurship, can thrive. I agree. I agree with that 100%. And so, yeah. So, about your agency. So, what made you pivot more towards um, the social media side as opposed to music? Um, that's a good question. Um, with music, um, I mean, it's like you have to have a lot of talent. You have to, even if you have a lot of talent, you have to put a lot of times to make a lot of money, you got to put a lot of money behind it. Right. With this influencer game, um, this, this dude, Damien, you know, Damien Prince, uh, which was my first client, he came to me, um, and I met him at when he was working at Little Caesars. Mm-hmm. Two years after that, you know what I'm saying, I had ran into him at the mall, and he was like, you know, I had this, uh, it's like this plaza, I had this like shopping mall plaza that I was in, and um, I had met him at Little Caesars, like I said, and I, you know, treat everybody with respect. But two years later, I seen him in the mall, and he came. He's like, hey, man, you still at that uh, plaza? I'm like, yeah. So he was like, I got something to show you. But, I mean, when I seen him this time, he had, like, 
jewelry. I mean, he was up. Like I'm like, man, what this dude? You know what I'm saying? So he uh he came to me. He was like, pull up YouTube, and uh, I pulled it up. He was like, just type in the letter D, as in Damien. I was like, D what? He's like, nah, you ain't gonna need nothing else. So I typed in D, and um, you know, he showed me uh, you know, like all his him and his girl Bianca, they stuff came up. And I mean, I'm seeing like six million views, ten million views oh, wow. on this, you know what I'm saying? Sixteen million views on that. And I'm like, I'm like, dog, is this stuff real? And so he he, he you know, showed me like what he was making from his PayPal. His first check was like the first month was like eighteen thousand. The second check was like a hundred and thirty thousand. Oof. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> not and, bad. And I, yeah, right. I'm like yeah, that beats Lucy. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't seen you know millions of dollars myself, so it wasn't that the amount tripped me out. It's just that I'm like, you made this in that short amount of time, mm-hmm. um, and he just kind of explained the game to me. He's like, yeah, man, like you could get on YouTube, and if you hustle and do this, that, and the third, you can really you know make a lot of money. So he was just like, there's no manage, like there's no management in YouTube. Like nobody has you know a real management agency. So um, you know that led to one thing and then, you know, it was just other influencers just coming to flock our way. And it just, I mean, it really just spiraled out of control. You know what I'm saying? And we were just able, I just applied the entertainment aspect and the music polishness to YouTube and to influencers. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that just took their views up. That took their, uh, you know, they brand up. So we was able to get them more brand deals and it just, you know, one thing led to another and shout out to my, uh, like I said, my president, Ebony, Ebony Tesno is from Houston. Okay. So I was a big fan of hers. Um, she was working with this company called uh, Vision World. And um, I always like whoever, I was like, who's behind the visuals and stuff? Like, who's curating this? Like, And they was like, you know, they slipped and said Ebony one time. So I went on to do, you know, he didn't really want me to tell, he didn't, he didn't really want me to know who she was because mm-hmm. he didn't want me to steal her. But I went on his Facebook later on and just looked up all the names, all the Ebony's, and I went to her page and, you know, make a long story short, I went back and got her. I'm like, look, because she was doing music too. You know, she mm-hmm. was uh, uh, styling for people on BET and VH1. But I told her, I said, look, that music, that music shit, man, like that's that's cool, but this the new wave. I just right. knew, like Jake Paul and um, Tyron fighting, I, mm-hmm. I called that out, like, in 2019, I said, it's, I said, I'm telling you, like, it's going to be influencers playing in the NBA. It's going to be influencers uh, boxing, all that. And so professionally, mm-hmm. and it happened. Yeah. So I just knew, you know, I just kind of seen a wave. Uh, that's always been my gift that God gave me. It just kind of, you know, I'm a visionary. At mm-hmm. heart, so I kind of, I don't look at where the puck is. I look at where it's going. Right. I feel like that's a trait that, like, true hustlers have to have. Like, you have to be, you have to be able to be moldable. Yeah, because you sure. have people that's like, okay, I know this, and I'm stuck in these ways. This is tried and true, but I right. feel like hustlers have this like, like you said, like visionary yeah. trait to where we're like, okay, what's the future? Yeah, and yeah, that sure. that was part of me starting this podcast because I was like, okay, I know I know my message, and I have to figure out a medium for it. Right, and you know, just going, I wouldn't just say with the trend, but like. Influencing like social media blew up yeah, like sure. bigger than anybody thought it was going to like yeah, yeah. create whole income streams whole lives off of it. social media yeah so and we help you know I take a lot of pride in that um you know we we help um, create so many millionaires off of this this mm-hmm. came straight out of high school 
Um, I mean, some people came to us making twenty thousand. We took them to hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand. Some people, you know, we really tested in during COVID. We kind of tested um, what we could really do. We was like, okay, we done sign people that's already making a lot of money. Let's sign uh, people that ain't making so much money and see where we could take them. So we signed people at that time that was making like a thousand dollars a month. End up making twenty thousand, thirty thousand a month. I mean, this is the kind of you know money that doctors and lawyers make. They got to right. go to school. You know, they got to go to school what eight to ten years or whatever, but. They come in like the first three, six months with us, and they making, you know, uh, five to six figures a month. So I take a lot of pride in that. Um, our slogan is, you know, our success is measured by how many people we help make successful. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing to see because, you know, as you know as well as I do, as black people, we don't really have too many uh, grand opportunities to be rich unless it's sports or music. Right. You know what I'm saying? So this is another avenue. Like, I mean, I didn't see, you know, people make a million dollars in a month off the YouTube alone, not including, like, the Facebook deals that we got, the fashion over deals, not including all that, but mm-hmm. just, like, off of YouTube, make a million in a month. So it's a blessing. I mean, they make it more than rappers. And that's true. That really is true. You know, ain't no cap in that. But, uh, yeah, so I just take a lot of pride in that, you know, just to um, – but one thing that we are going to implement – uh, probably next year, we're going to make it a prerequisite um, that before we, well, when we sign you, like the first two, three months, well, we're going to have an on-call ther- therapist. That's mm-hmm. one thing we're going to have. And then we're going to have, that you have to go through like some type of like therapy. Because what we did see is you get the money, like they get the money and they just, they blow it or they, they mm. just, their ego get out of control. Oh, yeah. You know, and then, but I mean, some of them came from, you know, broken homes. So, you know, money only amplifies what you already, and who you already are. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, we about to, we gonna put that in action. Because I don't want nobody to crash and burn, you know, because with money. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we seen a lot of, we seen a lot of things that was just unfortunate. But, you know, it's, it's pros and cons to anything. That's great that y'all are going to have a, like, an in-house therapist Thanks. because, yeah, people, I feel like a lot of people use money as, like, I've seen it firsthand, like, yeah. they use money as not, like, a tool to, uh, for access, like, you know, like, yeah. smart people with money, they use, they're using it as, okay, I can make life easier for myself, like, Thanks. I can do this and that, and then you have the people, new money, like you're talking right, about, right. and with the new money mindset, they overspend, like Facts. they overindulge in things like like drugs, alcohol, whatever yeah. that useless things like yeah, blow, yeah, blow yeah. it at the club, like yeah, yeah, yeah. all of these <laughs> things because it's like now it's more of a flex instead of a comfort. That's that's a good point. Yeah, that's you know with me, I've always wanted to make a lot of money, you know, just for freedom purposes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with you know enjoying yourself because mm-hmm. why work that hard and you can't enjoy yourself, but. When you look at more, look at it more from a, a freedom or provision standpoint, it kind of helps keeps you more bound. You know, I don't, I'm not the type of guy if you call and need something, me and you rocking or, and I gotta pray for you. Like I'd rather just be able to give you some money. You know what I'm saying? Pray and, for you. you know what I'm like you know how niggas be, man. Like they be like, you know, oh wow, you know what I'm saying? I, I never, I never want to be that kind of guy. And I get that from my mom. Sending you know my prayers. Yeah, yeah, nah. Man. I mean, you know, shout out to everybody that do that. But I, I never, you know, God said I give you power to get wealth. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I don't want to. I never really. I'd rather have it. 
Like, right. I think as a woman, like, I wouldn't know what to do if, like, I asked, like, hey, like, you pay for my nails and my hair? And then he was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I keep you in my prayers, my yeah. good sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lock up. Hey, man. Hey, you never, man, you'd be surprised what kind of stuff you right. But nah, I'd rather just, you know, I've always wanted to. And I, I mean, the number one thing I wanted to do coming up was I wanted to take care of my mom. Right. Like, she sacrificed so much for us um i mean she had a business a cleaning service and i think her biggest year she made like a half a million. Oh and wow yeah she grew up from zero moved to you know south end indiana didn't know nobody and you know four foot eleven woman had seven kids and built a company from zero to half a million but you know in the interim of that you know she started seeing you know i guess her children become socially mentally bankrupt mm -hmm. you know what i mean because she was gone so much and so yeah. she just kind of gave up the business and then that's when we moved to the hood and was poor you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying but then it was something in me that I always wanted to be like oh nah she ain't gotta work you know what i'm saying so i i really stepped up and you know just i had it in me in, in daycare i was selling candy you know what i'm saying so right. i've always had it in me but she just kind of gave me a reason to to really do it you know what i mean mm. and, Still to this day, that's my number one reason. You know what I mean? Nah, I definitely feel that. Yeah. I'm the same way with my mom. Like, oh, yeah. I, everything I do, I'm like, ugh, like all like the trials and tribulations I go through. Like, you know, just being like a young woman trying to get it. I'm just like, no, like I want in a, you know, in a few years, I want my mom to be able to kick up. You know, like just seeing how hard she hustled, it yeah. just motivates you to hustle so hard to where it's like, I don't ever want to see you hustle like that again. Facts. <laughs> like, Facts. I don't ever want to see you work again. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely like one of my motivations too. Is like, like where y'all come? Where y'all come from? Cape Verde. Where's that? Uh, it's like a little island. So okay. So it's you know that's definitely been a thing, and it it makes me want to pull out my hair when I see people like who, you know, like, d don't really have money on reserve, like, right. just blowing it, like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. nothing. It's like, no. Man, man. <laughs> I right. see how fast money can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do it. That's that's funny that you said that. Me and Ebony, uh, we were just talking about that. My president, um, she, she, she was just telling me, like, you know, some of the people that kind of left in a wrong manner, they started making a lot of money, like, you know, you know, a million a year, and um, they left the wrong way, you know, just got big-headed. But they came back to her kind of like, hey, can you help us out? Like, blew all their money, and it's like, you know, we was always trying to tell them. Like, we don't, we, you know, at my company, you know, we done brought in professionals, um, real estate professionals, uh, finance, you know what I'm saying, uh, in the finance world, because we really didn't want them just, we didn't just want to make them rich, we wanted to make them, you know, wealthy. Right. And wealthy come from a mindset. You can get rich by working, but wealthy, that comes for you work. You kind of like think your way to wealth. Yeah. You can work your way to be rich, but you can think your way to wealth. Uh, so yeah, that's we try. Yeah. You know what I mean? We try, but some of them just, you know, they think that stuff lasts forever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, man, like nobody stays on top forever. Right. But, uh, you know, I think, like I said, they made it so easy. That's the that's one of the challenges with. You know what I'm saying? The influencer game. It, you make mo you can make money so quick that mm -hmm. it's like you think it's gonna be there forever, but nah. No. It's, <laughs> nah, it's not. No, I feel that. Especially like like I said, like, um, you know, like I worked in the nightlife, so it's like yeah. you know, you see people who can't stop working. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. at a point where now you can't relax because you're right. spending money at a rate where right. you know what I'm saying, like your your costs outweigh your revenue. So nah, it's like facts, though. 
you know, you're making all this money and then you're stressed. Like you're defeating the purpose. Like right. you could have been stressed and not working and been broke. Hello, hello, <laughs> yeah. But you gotta, you know, I tell people, you know, short term, you know, make as much money as you can. Mid term, invest in certain things that can pay you like yearly. But then like long term, you know, have you some investments that can, you know, like that residual like apartment complexes. And like I got an apartment complex that you know, that's 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 more of a long term play. If I want mm-hmm. to I can pass that to my kids. Right. But most people try to jump right into that and don't make like the quick money. You gotta make mm-hmm. the quick money, but when you make the quick money, you just need to dump it into something that kinda, you know, pay your residuals, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I hope people you know, we we was trying to make them understand that, but Right. So all right, let me let me take my notes. So it's the quick money first <laughs> and then the residual. Uh, like I look at it like this, you gotta be in life. It's sometimes you gotta be the hunter, and then sometimes you gotta be the farmer. Sometimes you gotta be both. So the hunter, he wakes up and he kills whatever he kill, he eat. Yeah. So you gotta, you know, you gotta eat every day. But the farmer plants seeds, and mm. it may not grow for a couple years, but when it grows, it's a big harvest, and it can feed you for years. So sometimes you gotta do both. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I tell people like. You know, while you hunting and you killing and you making all that money, like, you know, just put some up, like buy some seeds so you can plant it. You know what I'm saying? So you may not see the return right away, but once it come up, it sprout up, it could just keep feeding you and feeding you. So yeah, don't, don't. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like get some, you know, stocks, uh, S&P 500 index, index fund. That's, that's like, basically you could put money in that and it buys like the 40 top performing companies and mm-hmm. put your money in it. And uh-huh. it's like you know, 8 to 12% a year, uh, give or take. But that's, like, more long-term because it's, you know, compound interest and it accumulates after a while. But that ain't the stuff you live off of. That's, like, you know what I'm saying, you just keep putting money into that. And then when you want to retire early or even take money out or a loan against it, you'll have that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's all kind of ways to get it. Yeah, being financially literate, especially, like, in our community, I think that's so important because it's, like, I don't think we – are really given the tools to figure it out because it's not like a taught subject in school. Like it's Correct. not something that we learn. So it's something that's passed on. Right. So right. it's like you can't pass on knowledge that you don't have. That's a fact. I really, I really wish that they would uh change the curriculum. Like I feel like stocks should be in there. I feel right. like real estate should be, you know, a curriculum from elementary on. Because like you said, the Jewish people, you know, the Caucasian people. Even Indian people, like the the Asians, even like a lot of people, but like our culture is taught from a young age. So right, because they have you know history correct. of owning things of like owning ownership. Things. Yeah, for sure. And we had that too, like with yeah. the Black Wall Street, and you know even some of the other things we had. But you know they came and bombed it, and you know so we had to start from scratch. So I hear a lot of Black people talking about. You know, black people can't never work together. It's like, well, we did work together for a minute. At some point. Yeah, but, (laughs) I mean, they they keep trying to, you know what I'm saying, bring us down. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you work hard. Like, who's that? Will Smith said, hard work work beats talent when talent don't work hard. Mm. So, you know, if you work hard, you can, uh, you know, you can overcome anything, I think. Right. That's definitely important. Yeah. Um, And the steps of doing that to pass it on to your children. So you have kids, right? Yeah. You have children. You have the faux for faux. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I actually got, I have five. I had four Aww. by my, uh, my, uh, my ex-marriage, I guess Aww. you could say, uh, my previous marriage. But, um, and then I had one early at 19, my boy Christian. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm kids is, you know, it's important to teach them early. You 
You know what I right. mean? Especially while they, you know, impressionable. Right. You know I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's definitely good. So do you have like do you like sit your kids down or do you kind of just let them like watch you handle your business? Yeah, I mean uh, both, you know, cuz you know, a, a old man told me one time, he's like, you know, teach your children and if necessary, use words. So yeah. I definitely let them, you know, see me more than anything, but they pretty inquisitive kids. And oh. I teach them, they've been knowing financial literacy since they was, you know, three, four years old. Like I got videos of them, you know, they can tell you what credit is. They can tell you what real estate is. They can tell you what stocks is. They can tell you all that stuff. So I was really hands-on. I am and was really hands-on about teaching them. You know, you got to treat it like anything else. Um, you have to be intentional. You know right. what I'm saying? And uh, so they, they, they grasp it, you know. And with kids, they don't have limits. They don't they don't have that. You know, with the older you get, you start because you done been through. It's kind of like your brain have so many memories of failures. Like it start, you know, building like calluses of doubt yeah. but them they ain't been through nothing so mm -hmm. it's like that's the time to really 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 hone it in them and, and and teach them and you know what i'm saying like uh just stay you know sturdy with them and stuff like that so yeah I'm, I'm really proud of all my children man they um they some hustlers i mean the girls they be hustlers all of them <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's it's a blessing that's good i've i'm so glad to have you on the show because i have like plenty of like mothers on the show yeah um but i haven't had i don't actually i have had one dad on the show but oh, okay. <laughs> they, we weren't talking about fatherhood yeah. uh but yes i think that's so important to hear from a male's perspective on sure. rearing children the right way yeah um so uh, what are the things that you do to make it like um not just like a financially like stable environment, but like an emotionally healthy environment for your kids. Like, yeah. do you, do you co-parent well? Like, how yeah. is that? Because I know a lot of people personally in my life like struggle with that yeah. co-parenting relationship. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, me and my ex-wife um, Allegra, that's my girl, man. She, um, we we just really made a pact to like not after we divorced, like we ain't gonna keep having sex and stuff. So I feel like that's what add a lot of toxicity. Right. You know what I'm like, the, the back and forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, nah, we just, we, we, we kind of killed that. And, uh, you know, we, we both, you know, we both Christians. So that's good. Try to keep God at the center of everything. Right. It's like, your way is right. My way is right in our own eyes. But what does the Bible say about it? So that's, you know, that's kind of the nucleus beyond that. Um, and not to say it's perfect because, you know, we both have strong personalities, but at the end of the day, she knows, you know, she, she always look at me as the covering, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I still, you know, make sure she's straight, make sure the kid's straight. Uh, but, um, mental, you said like the, what are some of the things I do to make it much? I, I, I let my kids, I, I tell them they can tell me anything. Like, yeah, if I don't know, I can't help you. Right. I ain't trying to control you. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, if I can't, if I don't know, I can't help you. So, you know, um, and even like it's some things like, for instance, my daughter just did something, my oldest daughter, and uh, I just kind of pulled her to the side. And I said, how do you want the world to look at you? Mm. At this time, she didn't know what she didn't know that I know what she did, knew yeah. what she did. <laughs> and uh, she was like, you know, I want him to look at me as honorable, um, gracious, smart, this and that. I said, OK, well, if what you post or what you say don't add up to that, then don't mm. post it. You know, so I just really, I talk to them, um, especially with girls. As a father, you naturally want to be uh, overprotective. 
But right. I, I don't think that method works. I think just give them the information, give them the data, and mm-hmm. then let them, you know, because you can't, you're not gonna be around them forever. Right. So I just give them the data. I'm like, look, if you do this, you know, niggas go treat you this way. If you do this, niggas go treat you that way. You know what I'm saying? If you have this, you know, people gonna look at you this way. If you have this, you know, so it's just one of them things where, and I, I, if you look at it, I don't know how much you've seen, but you know, I, I spoil my daughters and I show them exactly the way that they should be treated. However, I do have a standard. Right, that's key. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of I know a lot of fathers that do that, or mothers that spoil their kids, but they don't have they don't they don't make them keep a standard. I'm mm. big on that. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep that standard. But yeah, we me and, we, me and my girls we be we be balling out. That's uh, important because yeah. my mom, like, that was something that was important to her because I didn't have my dad growing up. So something that she was like, okay, I'm going to make sure that you have life experiences. Like, I'm going to make sure you travel so Man. that way, like, you're not easily impressed. Like, Man. to this day, I'm like, okay, where are we going? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, we going? my mom took me to the DR whenever I was a kid. Like, yeah, yeah. why are you trying to take me to Miami? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at us. What's up? Right? <laughs> I'm not going up the street with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like it's good that you set your standard, especially with your daughters, because yeah. there there is somebody's son that's gonna come over here and like no, try right. to give them the bare minimum. Yeah. Because a lot of girls like will go for it. No, for real, for real. And it's you know it's um I know that it was this thing going around about uh what are they talking about? Like would you date a driver, a bus driver? Or yeah. Like that? Oh my god. I, I heard some <laughs> good answers. I heard some you know. <laughs> what do you I think mean, about that? <laughs> Uh, well, somebody asked me, well, would you let your daughter date a bus driver? I said, well, it just depends. Like, um, I would look at his morals first. I mean, yeah. she, she really loved him because it's, I mean, it's with $100 million that'll treat you like shit. So, right. you know, you pick your poison. I just think that it's, it ain't one size fit all, you mm-hmm. know, for sure. And I, I would just, you know, check how he treated his mama, you know what I'm saying, like what his faith is like and, you know, if he really, if he want to stay a bus driver, is this mm-hmm. just a means to get to, you know what I'm saying, the next phase of his life? Yeah. Some people do that. You got to start somewhere. Like I said, the hunting, you know what I'm saying? You got to start somewhere. If you don't have no vision, you know, probably not. But if uh, most of the time guys use things just to get to the next level, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I, you know, it's, it's not one size fit all. I would have to know a little bit more about the guy. And all that. <laughs> like the, the whole thing with that is just like, I feel like, I mean, to an extent, like survival has always been a part of, the relationship dynamic like mm-hmm. you know that's sure. why like historically like uh older men have been you know married to younger women because they can produce and right. like not pass right. away during childbirth and like the right. men had like the stable homes and things but i think in this day and age we just put and that now is i feel like it's past survival and like full out into materialism right I so don't like part it. where it's like okay people are dating in survival mode like mm. like you know, how is this person, at, even though those are questions that you need to ask, what is what can this person add to me, not, like, do for me? Mm. So I feel like a lot of women date with the, what can he do for me, instead of, like, what can he add to my life? Right, right. And so I Makes feel sense. like that's what will turn a woman off, like, okay, well, I'm not going to date a bus driver because he only makes, like, 50K, but I'll be with somebody with 100K or plus, who doesn't add to me at all because not yeah. not all men with money um, are generous. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a big fact. It's a character trait. Correct. You that's, know. I agree with that. You and can have yeah, hundred millionaires stingy. No facts. That's a big fact, and that's and that's like, that's my point. You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
you know, if you, you just have to analyze it. You know, I teach my girls and my sons, but my girls, you know, obviously they um they come with a little bit more curiosity. Yeah. So I just teach them just analyze the situation. Like you say, value can what does this dude add? Like, you know what I'm saying? And what can you add, you know what I'm saying, as far as value to him? And um it, you know, but like you said, it ain't one size fit all. Right. You, get, you know, not saying all rich guys is not, you know, I'm rich and I still treat, you know what I'm saying, everybody will respect uh open doors, you know, chivalry, I'll put the napkin in your lap, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like, but you know, you can get another guy that just feel like cause he got money, he ain't gotta do all that. Right. You know so I just want them to I did an interview with uh B T um and they asked, you know, what I want my daughters to uh what they say, would I want my daughters to marry somebody like me? I said, Well that then that mean they would have two of me. I don't I'd rather, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah just, they got me, but I want, I would want them to like the characteristics that I have, yeah. hardworking, honest, you know what I'm saying? Diligent, tough, you know, sturdy. Um, I would, you know, God fearing, I would definitely want them to bring somebody home like that. But if, you know, the dude was only, you know, if he was a cowboy and he treated and loved my daughters, I, I, I take that. You know right. what I'm saying? They ain't going to need money. They ain't going to need to talk to nobody for money because their daddy got money. Yeah. You know, and I had to do a lot of shit to get money, but, um. They don't need that element, but, you know, I would rather them, you know, somebody that just really loved them wholeheartedly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That, that's the, the bigger picture. Exactly. I, like, I don't know, like, what's your thoughts on this? Because, like, my thoughts on, like, like men who have, like, like rich men, wealthy men, whatever, is that they feel like because they have what accumulated wealth, they are able to have more options. They feel like, oh, okay. I can have more women because I have more money. So do you think that's like a valid argument of in relationships? Like, cause I think you'll be, you'll have to deal with more, the more money a man has. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's just history. It really, I mean, if you go back in history, um, I mean, it's always been that way because typically the men that have more, typically they work harder. So they feel like it's kind of like this. Who's that that got 20 cars? Like Rick Ross. Um, no, it was Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. I think he got like 100 cars. But he only got it just to – he got it. Just because he can. Yeah, he got it because he can. Yeah, he made he – made, he can't drive 100 cars at one time. Not even in a year. Right. Like barely. But he got it. He earned it. So it's like, okay, well, I mean, you know, but this my main right here. Mm-hmm. I might even drive this one and that one. But these all just like, okay, it's kind of like whatever. I just want that flavor. So I think a lot of – um. You know, uh, men uh, approach things like that. Because what 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 separates the the Lambo from the Rolls Royce? Like what they, if they all kind of look good, they're all driving good. Like what makes you be like, no, this one's my favorite car. That's a good question. Um, it's it's circumstantial because here's here's one of the things like when you know when I was going through my divorce, what I realized like I married a really good woman. Like mm-hmm. I mean, she's really good, top tier. You know, she didn't have any children. You know, good, just a good woman. You know, so she was a hothead, but she was a good woman. But what I realize is, it's two compartments when you, it's two components. I'm sorry, when you get married, mm-hmm. it's characteristics and then compatibility. Mm-hmm. So characteristics, okay, you know, beautiful, you know, got a nice body, smart, uh, a hustler, all that. But compatibility is 
kind of the X factor. That's when you actually live with somebody and you kind of start seeing stuff that like, okay, we don't really click like that. Like mm. you may not be a morning person. I'm in a, so the bottom line is this. What, what's your, what's your dream car? Like it could be one uh, of them. Like if you could get any car in the world right now, this second. I like Cullinan's. Cullinan's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my next one. I just had one, but I'm gonna get another one. I but like those. Yeah. Okay. So that, so what is that? That's what almost a $500,000 joint. Okay, let's pick another fire. So, the Aventador Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. They both cost five thousand, five hundred thousand. But you want the Cullinan? It's space. It's more spacious. It's it's more. You know what I'm saying? It, it I got trucks. You like trucks? <laughs> That's your preference. Yeah. But you can't say the Lambo ain't worth it. It just you like the Lambo is faster. The Lambo has is lower to the ground. So they both have things. You just have to pick to your personality. So beyond that part of compatibility of like what do men actually want? Sometimes it's really just a fingerprint thing. Like mm. what's her fingerprint? You could touch a man somewhere, uh, somebody else could touch somewhere, and it just feel different. It's no different than a man could touch you somewhere and another dude, and it's like nah, he just got that touch. Like he just got that, uh. you know. But the, as far as the characteristics though, to become the favorite, uh, I would just say, man, like like you said, man, look to add value, like mm-hmm. be an asset. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or some niggas don't even want that. They just want peace. Like, I got this thing. Um, me and my daughter went out, if you look at my Instagram, and um, I had my driver pick us up. You know what I'm saying? We got fly. We went to a real nice restaurant. And I told her, I said, look, men don't settle where they find the prettiest girl. They don't settle where they yep. find the girl with the most money. Yep. They settle where they find peace. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, especially men, if you know, I assume you ask me, like, men of, you know what I'm saying, wealth and all that. You know, we fight battles, man. Like, you know, yeah. niggas don't understand, like, what it takes. Sometimes you got to protect the kingdom. So sometimes, you know, you got to hurt somebody. Like, it's just so much shit. So when we come home, we don't need another war. Right. We really want somebody, at the end of the day, peaceful. Feminine. I've seen that thing on your uh, on your YouTube. It say harnessing your feminine. Yeah. I think that's a lost art form. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's definitely. Because yeah. we're in the era of, like, you know, boss chicks. And mm-hmm. so... I love, I mean, my mom was a boss, so I love mm-hmm. that. But my mom also had that feminine streak. You know, now yeah. she was a high head too, but <laughs> she 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 still understood order. She understood submission, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, now you had to be something worth submitting to. Right. But she understood it. And I think, you know, to become the favorite, man, if nothing else, just add that feminine touch in his life. Like, be understanding. I mean, you can't expect a dude to have all this and not have, too much time yeah you understand not unless he's like 60 or something like that and he just want to you know retire but more times than not niggas is really out there getting it and even if he got 10 million he probably striving for 100 million yeah so just be understanding and bring peace that's first foremost i mean if Mm -hmm. you want to be an asset like you know have a lot of stuff going on and you can it like we was talking earlier he was like oh yeah i'm a self-publisher like i'm like oh man that's crazy you know what i'm saying so women don't like, and he was like, I got a podcast, I got supplements. Like, that's the kind of stuff that make niggas like, oh, man, that, that's somebody I can build with. So mm-hmm. that, I would just, uh, I would try that. But if nothing, if you ain't got, because everybody ain't an entrepreneur. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if nothing else, the person that got the most peace, that bring the most peace, t- nine times out that's why you can have a, you can see a dude and he have a cold-blooded wife, but then, like, his side chick, she, she may be busted. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but 
She may have brought the most peace. She may <laughs> have brought the, the most. Time. Yeah, because the, the 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 more you show femininity, uh, the stronger he feels. Yeah. That softness, you know. So first of all, there's more women in the world than men anyway. So right. Like certain things just kind of prove itself, but it teaches on. You know what I mean? I don't. Uh, I always tell people I don't want to be known for that type of advice, but I I do know it's it's a epidemic out there. People who, yeah. you know what I'm saying, got them issues. But, yeah, you just have to get, man, you just got to get somebody who, look, I'm not going to try to, <laughs> if you don't if you don't want to drive fast, yeah. don't get a Lamborghini. Right. Just get a Cullinan. Mm -hmm. Get what you want. Don't try to change the Lamborghini. Be like, well, I like the Lamborghini, but I just wish it was smoother. Well, just why don't you just get that car? Right. Most people don't want to do that, though. They, they want to wanna make a project out of it. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. That not that, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, niggas with money, they ain't got time for that. Yeah. Niggas rather, because it's too many, it's women out here who get it. Like, they understand the game and, you know, and a nigga may not even, just like I said with the cars, he may not even want to drive all 20. He just, he just, I got it, you know what I'm saying? But this, really, I drive this every day. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. might drive, so that's, that's how I just, you know, I think, but yeah. I think you touched on a really important point where you said characteristics is not compatibility. Because right. I feel like a lot of women, we, we beef up our resume with we're this, we're that, we're mm. like, we're successful, I make, mo <laughs> I make my own money, yep. I cook, I clean, I do this. Why, why does he not, why does this kind of man not want me or why does this man not want me? And it's like, you have all the characteristics, you just have to, you're, you're packaged at the wrong door, like there's no compatibility there. Preppers at the end of the day. And, um... You know, some things is just a matter of, um, I mean, I didn't seen that with my, you know, it was this one lady I was talking to and she, you know, she had a lot going for herself and um, she was, in so many words, she was, it seemed like she was trying to buy me, you know what I'm saying, because she just kept bringing up certain things, but she didn't have that softness, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, that, that's, like, I want to be around soft. I'm around hard legs all day. Like, <laughs> hard you know legs? Yeah. <laughs> like, I got... <laughs> over 50 employees, man. Like, I got, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always doing business with sharks, so you don't want to retire to that. You don't want to come home to, you know, somebody who always just trying. And then, you know, sometimes women just, you know, y'all got to realize the communication sector in y'all brain is this big. Ours is like that big. Yeah. So it's just, we don't, <laughs> you know, get to the point or, you know, it, or, or, or just a lot of time for that, like mm -hmm. a lot of time to talk and stuff and just understand you know, I got five different attorneys, you know what I'm saying? So it could be somebody trying to sue me today, you know, a good deal happened, a bad deal happened. It's just so many variables that, you know, happen in life. When you come home to your girl, you want somebody who really understand and could kind of feel your mood. If I'm not talking, it ain't because of you. It's just, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, you know what I'm saying? This person done quit on me or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Just, just be cognizant. The most understanding, the most peaceful woman go always win, period. Mm. I don't like this. I don't like this, you know, this war, you know, with men against women and women against men. I hate that. That, yeah. that. I wasn't raised like that. Like, women have an edge that men just don't have. And right. men have an edge that women just don't have. And it's it's meant for us to work together. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it could be, you know, a car need a gas and a brake. Without mm -hmm. the brake, you ain't going to stop. Without the gas, you ain't going to go nowhere. Exactly. So just embrace it. But this weird shit, like. And it's really come from hurt. Like, it's usually, like, a dude, a starter podcast. He been hurt by a woman, so he bad. Right. And then the same way, a, a girl been. So it's like, y'all stop this weird shit, man. Like, we all need each other, man. Like, don't, don't, you know, don't do that. 
Yeah, there's things Don't that men that. can offer that we can't provide. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's you know. beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, I wouldn't want to carry no baby, right? I wouldn't want to have no period. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, but you know, and I don't expect, I don't. If we, you know, if we married and stuff, and you just happen to be a hustler, that's fine. But you're not gonna have to hustle, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just something extra if you want to do. And I probably, you know, object that, but. I feel like I'm supposed to be the breadwinner and be the one out there hustling and stuff like that. And you're supposed to have that, what they say, soft life and all that. Right. Now, Lord forbid, if I fall <laughs> off, you know what I'm saying? You you know, but you know, you know, it's just, you know, I just tell people, man, just like try to add value to each other. Okay. So we're just gonna close out this episode by Timeless telling us a little bit more about where we can keep up with him and his uh his businesses and any last like um oh and your instagram handle too so people can follow you and any last advice or anything for the young bosses young entrepreneurs oh okay well you can find me at timeless floyd um on instagram i think it's floyd thomas or floyd timeless on uh facebook i don't think i have nothing else like snapchat and all that stuff but uh my kids made me a tiktok but i don't know what it is (laughs) but uh um and advice i mean it, it just uh like the bible say it ain't the race ain't given to the fastest or the uh battle ain't given to the strongest nor the richest to the man that understand the most it's just to the one that endure to the end so it takes endurance you know what i'm saying just stay sturdy you know what i'm saying like keep your head in the game cut off distractions that's the main thing you know what i'm saying cut off a lot of distractions stay focused and you know just stay persistent man and try to fall in love with the journey you know what i'm saying because that's what you know, when you dare, it's kind of like, you know, the sex, you dare, you dare climax, but the leading up to it, the foreplay and all that, that's where you get, you know, the most sensation. So in business, it's the same way. I know it's hard, but just stay, you know, just try to fall in love with that journey. You know what I'm saying? You'll get it. And invest. Put your money up, man. Especially if you make fast <laughs> money, man. Put your money up in something that's going to pay you some residual income later. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank and you. that was this episode of The Healing Hour. Bye-bye. Yes, sir.